Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Me and her mom had a nice conversation. I walked out of the room. I went into the living room. I sat down. And I guess her mom was talking to her. And her mother just kind of asked her, you know, you know, what if he leaves? And between everything going on, I heard her say, I don't care. And once I heard that, that was when I called it quits. That's when I, you know, decided that's it. If she doesn't care that I leave, then that clearly means she's not, she doesn't love me. And that's when I decided we should break up. This is the plaintiff, Sam. She says the defendant is her ex, and the no-good guy owes her money because she made eight payments on his car, and he won't pay her back. She has no other choice but to sue him, and that's exactly what she's doing. To get the $2,576.03 he owes her. This is the defendant, Allenton. He says the plaintiff was his fiancée, and they purchased this car together. Once they split up, she kept the car for four months. Oh, her? No way. He's accused of failing a fiancée. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay. Ms. Sam, you're suing your former boyfriend, Mr. Allington. What are you suing him for, my dear? I'm suing him for the cost of the repairs of the car and the months that I paid for the car. Okay, so tell me about this car. How long were you two... Uh, first, tell me how long you two were dating. We were dating for eight months. We were engaged for a year and a few months. Okay. And who decided to buy the car? Did you buy it together? Was it in both of your names? How did that go down? Uh, Allenton decided to purchase the car. The car he had before had been breaking down due to modifications made to the car. So the car was in undrivable condition to a point. So we decided it's time to get a new car. So we decided to purchase the car on August 16th, 2019. In whose name was the title? I thought both of our names, but the title is in his name. Okay. He apparently thought your name or both of your names. Were you on a loan? 
Yes, ma'am. Is he also on the loan? Yes, ma'am. Now, take me to March of 2020. The pandemic shuts things down. And what happens? According to you, you paid March of 2020? In March 2020, I went on furlough for my job. Uh, March 2020, he also stopped working as well. I did not find out about the March payment until around June. And that is when I had to make the March payment as well as April. Okay, so I do see on this June statement that you paid $255.48 and then another $255.48. I can see that on your June statement. I then we've got your July statement, yes. $265.48, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Then on July 25th, I see that you made another payment of $255.48. And then on August 21st, you made another payment of $260. Okay. And then on September 18th, you made another payment of $260. And now, because you paid October 23rd, you paid another $260.48, correct? Yes, ma'am. When did you give him the car back? And we'll go backwards. And the car was taken back for me in November. When did you guys, when did you guys break up? July 16th, 2020. And why did you break up? We just got into a very bad argument, decided to call it quits. Mr. Allenton, why did you guys break up? Um, so starting from that night, um, you know, I was just questioning the relationship to see if the love was there. Um, you know, I asked her, you know, do you still love me? You know, that kind of stuff you usually do. And, she, you know, she said that I was with her for the car. And I kind of, you know, it kind of took me off guard. I was like, why would you say that? You know what I'm saying? You know, I asked all of that. Then she continued to say that I was with her for the car. So... You know, me being me, I'm like, that's not true. I loved you, whatever. Went into her mother's room, tried to talk to her mother, tried to figure out, you know, what I should do. Why her mother? Forward. I spoke to her mom because her mom is, you know, talks to her and can talk to him, be able to, like, explain to me why she, you know, why she's acting the way she is or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, once I spoke to her mom, you know, me and her mom had a nice conversation. I walked out of the room. I went into the living room. I sat down. And I guess her mom was talking to her and her mother just kind of asked her, you know, you know, what if he leaves? And between everything going on, I heard her say, I don't care. And once I heard that, that was when I called it quits. That's when I, you know, decided that's it. If she doesn't care that I leave, then that clearly means she's not, she doesn't love me. And that's when I decided we should break up. So when did you break up? What date? July 16th. That was the same day, July 16th, yes. She's right about the date? Okay. And then what yes, happens that's with correct. the car? Again, the car was titled in whose name? It was titled we in my name. We thought ours. You thought ours, but you know, that you don't think that, you see that. But anyway, you tell me what, what name did, as it turns out, in whose name was the car titled, Mr. Allington? It's titled in my name. So let's hear from you. Talk to me. Tell me about the car. Yeah. So basically what happened is once... Once I broke up with her and um, the car, when, you know, I, I didn't want to take the car. I, I just wanted to be done with the relationship because, remember, she did say I was with her for the car. And I wanted to prove to her that I didn't need her or the car. You know, I, was, I wasn't in the relationship for a car. And um, once I decided to, you know, to leave, I decided to leave with the car. But my mother kind of saw it in a way where, you know, it's your car. You know, your name is under it. 
it should be you you should take the car because that that's not fair that's your you know you made the payments and certain things like that so i decided that because my mom was just like you have to take the car so we took it but then how what happened was can i, I noticed, ask you a question how old are you um 26. how old are you miss sam i'm 21. okay so go on right so once i took the car I noticed that her purse was, um, Samantha's purse was in the car and I decided to return the purse because I didn't want anything to, you know, for anybody to say I stole her purse or anything like that. Um, I brought the car back with her purse. I decided to call Samantha and I said, hey, you know, I have your purse, your belongings, you know, you got to come and get it. And, you know, she instantly just came outside, um, didn't say anything to me, just jumped into the car while the car was there with her key and just decided to basically almost drive off <laughs> with me in the car because I didn't want her to drive off with the car and cause an injury to herself. She tried to drive off with the car with me. I thought you said basically. the big breakup was to prove to her that you didn't need uh, her or the car. So what happened to that big symbolic gesture you were trying to make? So now you're without the car for how long? It's the middle of July. I didn't have the car from July all the way to November. I had no car. Okay, and then what happens in November? November, that was the time where, before that, it was, I think it was October, where we found the car parked, on, like basically parked into the, um, into a, um, the mall. It was in the mall. And at that time, it was weird because I we basically told Samantha that the registration and the insurance was canceled and I saw the same exact license plate on the car. So at that time, my mother decided, my mother was like, but, you know, since it's canceled, why is there the same license plate on the car? Yeah, that I mean, what that, that means that is if she has be... a car accident with that car, you as the owner of the car would be responsible for the accident as well. You would end up having to pay. So if you were keeping the car, why didn't you make sure that the title was in your name, Ms. Sam? I was told that the car was mine, and so that's all I knew. I did not find out the title was not in my name until I went to go register the car myself. As soon as and I then found what out did you find out? When you went to go register the car yourself, then you knew it wasn't in your name. So, But when did you do that? Because we're talking July, August, September, October, November. When did you do that? I found out in October that the car was not registered, so I immediately stopped driving right. the See? car. I drove my mom's, okay. and then I went to register All right. the so car. So then who's, how did, what happened? The moms got involved in negotiating? Like, what happened here that the car ends up going back to you, Mr. Allington? Right. Um, as for with the information... I also told her mother because she basically blocked me on Messenger. I couldn't message Samantha anymore. So I told her mother that the car is unregistered and it's not insured. And also the night before when me and her broke up, my mother told her mother while we were there that we are going to cancel the registration and the insurance the next day. So there was no okay. misconstruction. Right. So how that. does it come about, Miss Sam? Tell me how it comes about that you return the car to him. Tell me what happens there. So as soon as I found out from the Department of Motor Vehicles that I wasn't able to register the car without my name signed onto the title, I contacted his mother because she wanted all business to go through her. I let her know the situation. I had a form sent over from Santander to allow my name to be added to the title, but he had to sign and give rights. So I asked nicely. I was just like, hey, is it okay if he just signs this? I will go and But why would he sign? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Like, how many car payments did he make before you started picking up on the car payments? Seven. 
if he made seven and you made at that point three or four, why is he signing the car over to you? Why would that be an appropriate course of action for you to demand? He you know, like I'm trying to gave, figure he out. Said he gave me the car. So if he gave me the car, okay. then there should be no problems for him to sign it over so I can continue the payments. Okay. I was afraid okay. of him not being able to make the payments again and drop my credit score again. Right. Because you're 21 years old and you loaned your credit to a boyfriend, which is a very bad idea anyway, right? It's very terrible. Did your mother, who's very, I, I know both of your mothers, and I'm a very, I'm a helicopter parent, so I am, moms, are you in the, are you in the rooms listening to me? Are your moms in the rooms listening to me? Yes. Um, she's yeah, in the room, but okay. I have the headphones in. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's good. It's all good. I just want to say there's nothing wrong with guiding your 20-year-old. However, I'm uh, a little bit confused and I want to know did you ever tell your mother Sam that you were signing for a loan for your boyfriend mm-hmm yes. yes you did and she didn't yeah. say are you out of your mind oh yes and she didn't did. she say oh she did why she did. why is it such a bad idea oh because look at us now right right yeah terrible exactly. idea. all right so how does it end up, Ms. Sam, that you end up returning the car to him? Why do you return the car? I did not return the car. The car was taken back because I was then told by his mother that, oh, he's not signing the car over, that I need to get together the repairments that I made on the car and she will give me half. And I told her I did not drive half of this car and he's not taking half of this car. So November... 20th i got the text at 12 o'clock in the afternoon as i'm washing dishes oh we just picked up the car so i still had so, i had some of my stuff in that car still okay so slow the roll a second fun. i read through the t hold on hold on hold on, hold on. i see you negotiating with his mother and you very clearly say i don't want to i don't want just half of you had just put a bunch of money into repairs correct you'd put like a thousand something dollars into repairs okay. and they were long-term repairs. They're things like changing the brakes or there's, you know, it's stuff that's supposed to last for years. And so you say, I want the money I put for the repairs back. And the mom says, we'll pay you half because you've been driving, you know, the car for whatever. And you say, oh no, I'm not settling for half. Now, Mr. Allington, you're like, oh, why is she suing me for half? I thought that was settled. By whom? By your mother? That's, it wasn't settled. She made very clear that she was not, she's just sue you for the other half because she feels like she put all that money into the repairs and then you're getting all the benefit of it. So what justification would you have after taking the car back to not pay fully for the repairs? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I dot com. So as for the repairs, we basically, you know, everything she said was right. She did, uh, my mother did contact her and say that she was going to pay half of the repairs. She came to my, to my parents' house and she took half of the payment, which was a $600. And I sent in that proof about that payment and she took the money. So for her to say that she wasn't going to take half of the repairs payment, and still took no, the payment. No, 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 you're not understanding. You're not understanding. There's a concept in the law called accord and satisfaction. That means when you strike a deal, you can't whine about it later. Your position is, oh, we struck a deal. She took the money, so she can't whine about it later. What you're not understanding is that this is legally not accord and satisfaction. Why? Because she made very clear to your mother that she wanted the entire payment. Here are the texts. I want the full money. She says, we agreed to have. She, and, and, and this is before you take the car. And Sam says, I didn't pay half the repairs. I didn't pay half of anything. Unless I'm getting half of my repairs back, I want my money in full. She's being sarcastic. Okay, maybe we should go to court. Okay, then maybe we should. So I can get the full $2,900 your son owes me today. Do what's best for you. All I am asking is for the money paid, and your mom wisely says, I will not go back and forth. Come pick up the money order tomorrow. Okay, no problem. I can come before. Did you go pick up the money order, Sam? I didn't. Yes, I did. Okay, so if you did, it's not a big surprise that they came and took the car. You're making it sound like they stole it from you. No, you know? that... Just like it shouldn't be a surprise to him that you want the rest of the, of the uh, repair, it's not a surprise to you that they took the car, right? So, no, that... Mr. Allington, what is your position on uh, whether or not you should have to pay or back all of these car payments? Let me hear it. So as for with all of the car payments, my position is because she had basically had the car for the months that when we broke up, she had all, she had that car and she was driving it through that whole time. She had it through, you know, parked in her garage or whatever. She was using the car. As for the time of when she, when we were together, yes, she did make those payments when we were together, which, you know, I appreciated. But I did agree to give it back to her because of the fact that we were together. And those were the three payments that she had made. But as for what we And then since she didn't want to be with you, you don't have to pay her now? What is it you're saying? I usually hear the flip from litigants. They say, oh, oh, I never agreed to pay because we were a couple. We're sharing everything. But you're saying I agreed to pay it while we were together. But now that we're not together, I don't have to pay it? No, what I'm saying is the um, the months that we wasn't together was those payments were not anything that I agreed to because she had the car around with that you. time. I am with you. The months that you that she has sole possession of the car, she's using the car. She doesn't get to say, "Oh, you got to pay for me using the car all those months." I am with you. However, when I go through the bank statements, I see that there are. What I've done is I've gone through the bank statements up to the date that you guys broke up, and that's up to the half of July. What had she paid up to the half of July? The answer to that question is $914.18. Why wouldn't you owe her that $914.18? Well, as for that, that's definitely something that... I guess I would owe her. Right. So you owe her the $914.18. And Miss Sam, you then, you want to be paid all the car payments that you made, including the months that you made them when only you were driving the car. I find that what you're entitled to are all the car payments that you made 
up until the time that you two break up, which is mid-July. That is a total of $914.18. I also find that because the car was taken on November 20th and you had paid in late October, those payments are all prospective. They're not in the, you know, like they cover the next month. And because you were cheated out of a third of the car, I'm also adding a third of the payment, um, which means that you were owed an additional $87. And that's just on the payments that you made that do not cover the time when you had sole and exclusive possession of a car that wasn't even registered in your name. That's $1,001.18. I also find that the repairs that were made, she's right, if you all of a sudden decide that you wanna take the car and you get the benefit for the next several years of that repair, why should she have to pay any of that repair? So I, I know you've already been paid half of the repair and I'm going to order the additional $508.15 to also be paid by you. That means you, Miss Sam, are entitled to a judgment in the amount of $1,559.33. That is my verdict. So the plaintiff is going to get back just over $1,500. She was suing for $2,500. Let me ask you how you feel about that, uh, Sam. What, what's your reaction to the judge's decision? I'm very happy with the judge's decision. She's absolutely right. He should not have to pay me for the months I drove the car. I'm just happy I am getting back the full amount I paid for the repairs. So let me ask you, what do you feel about this whole thing? Have you learned anything through all of this experience, do you think? Yes, Your Honor. Do not just lend your credit to anyone, even your boyfriend, if you feel like you're going to be together forever, because forever isn't as long as you think. Yeah, no kidding. And, and you were really seriously thinking about marriage. Uh, Mr. Allerton, yeah. how about you? Do you think you've learned anything from this whole experience? I mean, it, it's gotten really messy, hadn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you live and you learn, even though you think things are going to work out in your way, that they don't. Um, you just learn from your mistakes and you just move on and try to do the best that you can moving forward. Do you miss her? I mean, did you love her? Do you still love her? Or is it all over in your mind? Nah, it's completely over, man. I mean, I, I definitely don't miss her or anything like that. There's a lot more behind the scenes than anybody could put forward. But at the end of the day, man, you just move forward and you, you continue moving and you just don't let what happened in the past push you back. Okay. Well, you got to give her over 1500 bucks, and, and that'll do it for this case. Interesting. Really interesting. What do you think, Harvey? How about it? So, Doug, here's the deal. Um, if you are in a relationship with somebody, and especially if it's a fresh one, and all of a sudden the other person starts saying, hey, can you front me money? Can you co-sign on a car? Can you do this and that for me? you got to really think about it because you know what? Most relationships don't work out. Think about the number of people you've been with and broken up with. It just happens. you got to be vigilant about this, and you got to realize that it doesn't end well most of the time when you do stuff like that. Hey, Judge John, do you think Marilyn was crazy to leave her job on the bench to preside on the people's court? That is a question from James. Well, I think everybody has a, a tiny bit of doubt in their mind before they make big decisions in their life. It's not always cut and dried and obvious. But as far as Marilyn goes, she was such a prodigy in the legal world here in Miami that, yeah, this was a momentous decision. She had... A lot of people don't know this about her because, well, she's a TV judge and who knows all the details of her actual career, but she skipped a grade in middle school, skipped a grade in college, graduated from college summa cum laude at the top of her class with a perfect uh, 4.0 average, and then 
did law school, and you came out of law school, I think you were a 23-year-old lawyer, is that right? 23. Barely. Uh, you just turned 23, so that's kind of uh, racing out in front. And then she gets to the state attorney's office. I think she was the youngest division chief they'd ever seen in that office. And a lot of people had their doubts and were looking you in the eye, as I remember, and saying, uh, are, you, are you crazy? Why would you do this? <laughs> right? Uh, and it turned out to be the right move. It well, turned yeah, out to be now, so- in retrospect, those same people think I'm a genius. You know? Right, right. But, but who knew it would worked. be so personally right. rewarding and gratifying right. to you to do this? You know, the funny thing is that uh, when the People's Court launched with Judge Wapner, I was in law school. And I remember, you know, people banging on the door of the law school dorms saying, hey, come to the quad, because we had a quad, and that's the only place there was a TV, because there were no computers. And, right. uh, you know, come to the quad. you got to see this show. There's a show on the air right. with real court happening in right. real time. And we all ran over and started watching Wapner. And who knew from your, your days at Georgetown that that was going to be your future? Like, if anybody had, had, had tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're going to be the judge on the people's court, I think I would have freaked out. You know? <laughs> This is the plaintiff, Antonio Watson. He says he lived with the defendant, and the irresponsible guy had the gas cut off in their apartment, and he had to take a day off of work to wait for the technician to turn it back on. He's suing for $5,000 for missed work and a lost bonus. This is the defendant, Jeffrey Humple. He says he paid his share of the gas bill every month. But the plaintiff played the COVID pandemic card and didn't pay his share to the utility company. Owe him $5,000? No way. He's accused of turning off the juice. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff and the defendant live together, and they are at war over the gas bill. It turns out the defendant controls the gas, actually shut it out out of revenge, so the plaintiff claims. And the defendant is saying, hey, he has done absolutely nothing wrong. It's the case of turning off the juice. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Watson and Mr. Humple, uh, let's start with you, Mr. Watson. Are, are you guys still living together? Yes, we are, Your Honor. Well, this has to yes, be we awkward. <laughs> it is. He should be leaving soon. We had a talk with the landlord, and um, he chose to uh, vacate. Okay. So tell me what's happening and what brings you to court, Mr. Watson. Well, this is back in July, uh, July 10th, actually. I was working downtown in L.A. Um, I'm a plumber. So I was working downtown L.A., which isn't very far from my house, and um, I decided to go home for lunch. So I left around 11.30, and I noticed a red tag on the door. And I'm like, you know, what is this? So I read it, and it said that, um, that the gas was turned off until further notice. You know, so I was furious. Why is the gas turned off? You know, it dawned on me that my roommate had just left the day prior, and he left on vacation um, for nine days. So it dawned on me that he did it. So I called the um, gas company Furious and um, let them know that I was a plumber and I would get my pipe wrenches and I would turn the gas back on. But um, they sent the technician. I don't think you can, you're supposed to be able be. to do that. So the technician I, I, you know came what, and not. turned the gas back on, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. So yes. did they tell you why the gas had been turned off? You know what? They, they, didn't, they didn't have... Um, an inclination on why the gas was turned off. They just was sent out there to turn it back on. 
Okay, and and did they? Did they come and turn it back on? You know what? He did. He came out there and he turned it back on and, and he lit a couple of pilots. Yes, he did. So how long were you without gas? I was without gas probably for about five hours. So, And what, what does the gas control in your house? The gas control... I mean, it's L.A. July, so we're not putting the heater it, on. It, Exactly. So it controls it controls the stove. It controls the stove and, and, and just the heater, pretty much. Square right. uh All right. 1200 Mr. Hoppel, why was the uh, gas turned off? Okay, uh, the governor announced in February that due to the COVID, because people were getting laid off and didn't have money, they didn't have to pay their bill, that the gas would not be shut off. Because of okay, the COVID. hold on. What did the governor say? You don't have to pay your bill or no one's shutting off your gas? Because those are two different things. Well, the, 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 the actual order, which I went online and looked at, the actual order said that utility companies had agreed not to discontinue service for non-payment. That's a different animal from uh, you don't have to pay. Woohoo! <laughs> you know, that's, that's a completely different yeah, animal. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, so... so Okay, this, this, this announcement came out in February. Uh, I was paying my utility bills every month. I asked my roommate to pay his share, and he told me that he was not going to pay his share to December because the governor said he didn't have to. Um, as far okay. as I know, he wasn't out of work. Who, in whose name was the so, gas? In whose name was the gas? Mine. Mine. Okay. So he says that you basically were taking advantage of the fact that the utility wouldn't get shut. It's like saying... You know, if the police are unavailable to arrest me, I can commit a crime. It's, you know, no, just because no one's going to punish you, it doesn't mean you don't still have to do something. So why wouldn't you be responsible for paying, um, especially when the bills are in his name, the other half of the bill that you were consuming, which you had always been responsible for? In December, I um, was laid off from work in December uh, 2019. So as we're rolling into the new year, which is January, um, we're getting wind of this um, new pandemic that's hitting um, the United States. So in February, the governor, um, the mayor, he didn't, um, he didn't say that because we didn't go on lockdown until March. We didn't go on lockdown until March. The Were you working the in reason, March? The re I, I wasn't working in March. I didn't start back working until late April. Okay. So in late April or May or June or July, do you ever pay the gas bill or you just figure, hey, they're not going to turn it off. Why would we pay? I mean... Yes, I did pay the gas. Yes, I did pay the gas bill. I paid the gas bill, the gas bill in July, <laughs> and the gas bill was only like forty dollars when he had the gas bill turned off. And your honor, if he turned off the gas bill, why didn't he so turn the off the gas bill? Was paid in August. <laughs> Wait, everybody, stop! I don't, I don't want everybody talking at the August. same time right now. Mr. Humple, stop! I don't want everybody talking at the same time. Mr. Watson was talking. Mr. Watson, you yes. had paid the gas bill until when? I paid the gas bill. I was, I was current with the gas bill in February. In February, in February, that was the last time I paid the gas bill. Okay. You just said that you had paid the gas bill in July. Now you're saying that it's February the last time you paid the gas bill? Mr. Humpel, when do you say was the last time he paid the gas bill? Okay. Um, uh, he paid the gas bill in August, August, in August. So, Mr. Humpel, tell me then, how many months had he not paid the gas bill that you turned around and cut off the gas? Tell me about that. Because you did cut off the gas, right? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, from February until July, uh, uh, he wasn't paying the gas bill nor the electric bill. Instead, he went out and bought his fourth car, which I thought was a fourth bit much. Fourth car. Yes, he, he has bought four a fourth cars, car. but he can't pay his bills. Yes, but he can't pay his bills. That doesn't make sense to me. 
Okay, and let me ask you, is he current now with his bills? No. Okay. All right, so let me yeah. ask you a question, Mr. Watson. Um, what are you suing for? You're suing for $500 for lost wages. How do you figure? I'm, I'm suing for $500 of lost wages because they, um, the day that I had to spend the time to work for the technician, I had to wait for the technician, I would say, from noon to 6 p.m. He came about 5.30. Why did you wait for a technician? This is to turn on the gas. The meter's outside. It has nothing to do with the inside. The meter's outside, but he has to get in the house to turn on the pilots. The gas, the stove pilot. Because you don't know the, how to turn uh, on a pilot light? It's and, just and the, the pilot light. Water, you don't know how to the, turn on a pilot? And the water. I do, I do know how to turn on a pilot. But but you know what? Yeah, they you're take a plumber. I know you that. know how to turn it on. <laughs> All right. So And then you're suing for $1,000 lost bonus due to not meeting deadline. Explain that. Exactly. Well, um, I believe July 10th was on um, on a Friday. So that Friday, I had to clean up and come home early from work. And um, Saturday, that Saturday, I was supposed to go to work, which I did show up. And all I did was prep. I prepped for that Monday. My job was supposed to be completed Tuesday. And I believe I didn't finish until Tuesday that following, um, that following week. It was just a stress from the text messages that he kept sending me back to back to back to back, you know, for days repeatedly after now, that. What evidence do you have uh, that you lost a bonus that he would be responsible to pay you for? What evidence do I have that I lost a bonus? Not just not meeting the deadline, not, not being able to, um, to work efficiently, not being able to work efficiently after, um, after taking that time off. And after taking that time off, I will leave the day after I just received um, numerous text messages and I wasn't 100% to work, not at all. <laughs> all right. And then on top of that, you threw in for good measure $3,500 for stress and aggravation. Yes, right? ma'am. What is yes, the stress and aggravation that was caused by someone who has a bill in their name that you haven't paid in four months turning the bill off? Because, see, he's not the, the gas company. He's the guy who doesn't want to get stuck with your half of the gas bill. So tell me how it is that that caused you stress and aggravation. Well, he sent me numerous text messages after um, after I um, after I text him and asked him why did he turn off the gas. You know, he just sent me and I have a text message and this is a uh, a quote from him and this is sent at 7:58 a.m. July 14th and I believe I don't know if that was on a Sunday or an or a Monday. Uh, and it says, um, just say this stuff to my face um, when I get back, meaning that he was on vacation. And it says, um, you freaking weak piece of crap, um, won't stand up for your own kind. Um, the only person um, um, that I ever met that is ashamed of his color. No matter what you do in life, you will never be white. You're just a piece of um, sh you know, and that's just one text message. And he sent me several, you know. Did you, did you send that, that type text, of context. Mr. Humple? I don't recall. Okay. All right, gentlemen, um, you know, it, oh, by the way, Mr. Humple, did you rent to him? Like, in other words, were you there first and you rented him or does the landlord rent to each of you? No, the landlord, the landlord. The landlord, the landlord makes that decision. Him, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, uh, no, Mr. Watson, you're not entitled to $5,000 because Mr. Humple is tired of you not paying a bill that is in his name. Uh, he has the absolute right to turn it off. How did it end up getting turned back on? Did you put it in your name, Mr. Watson? I put it in my name. I put it in my name. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. And then are you paying uh, your half of the uh, gas bill to him, Mr. Humple? He hasn't paid it since July. He hasn't paid it since July. <laughs> He's taken the money. Well, so tell me, are you pulling, are you pulling the COVID card? Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. He's, 
taken the money out of the electricity bill, which is a lot more. <laughs> okay. And he, and, That's and what I did. Now. now he only wants to pay. Okay. Some reason, though, I don't understand what you're saying, Mr. Humble. He's taking the money out of the electricity bill that he owes me because the electricity is still in my name. I'm about to turn the electricity off also since I'm going to okay, be Okay, so he's not paying you electricity and you're not paying him gas. I got it. All right, well, mercifully right. for Judge Millian, all Judge Millian has to rule on is whether you get five grand because he shut off a bill that was in his name that you weren't paying. And the answer is no, you are out of gas. My verdict in this case is for the defendant. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So the judge finds for the defendant in this case, and Mr. Humple is laughing. <laughs> Mr. Humple is just laughing uproariously. Mr. Watson, what do you think about this case? Yeah, hey, because he's going to be moving, and I have the house. <laughs> it's crazy. You're still together, though, right? You're still there, right? We're not. I don't. I don't. I don't speak to him. I don't speak to him. He's lucky that he's not in. Um, he's lucky that he's in small claims court, not criminal court. <laughs> All right. Mr. Humble, why were you laughing so hard? Because it's such a frivolous suit, number one. And number two, I invited him in this house to take him off the street. And what does he do? He gets me thrown out of the house I invited him into. I mean, you got to laugh to keep him crying. Well, that's one of the best laughs I've heard in a long time. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. All right. It's over, right? Between you yes. guys? <laughs> Pretty soon I will be out of here and he will have to deal with all this himself. Which I'm sure, I'm sure he will have such a ball at. Very good. All right. I understand what you mean. Okay. Hey, Harvey, what do you think of this? Okay, Doug. Well, here's the thing about this. If you have a roommate and you have to figure out who's going to put the utilities in whose name, <clears throat> I think it's a good idea that it's in both names for this very reason. I mean, the fact is that because it's not in the plaintiff's name, the defendant had complete control over this, and the defendant can do whatever he wants. So if you're in a situation like this, and we're talking about utilities, even rent, because remember, if you are on the hook for rent, but the defendant's in control of paying the landlord, you're kind of screwed if nothing happens here. So put it in both names and try to get along. Hey, judges, what is your pet peeve about the other? Thanks, from Cynthia. Would you like to go first? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, my list is so long that I can't really, <laughs> I can only get into some of them. Uh, but here, I'll, I'll start with one. I'll start with one. How is a woman who, how does a woman that's so squared away in so many aspects of her life, how is that she can't put the damn cap back oh, on the toothpaste after she brushes her teeth for as long as I've known you, right? I'm the yeah. guy who's got to put it back on and put it away, right? Yeah, is that, is that rough for you? Uh, well, it's not as bad as my second pet peeve. Wait, what's your second is, pet peeve? Uh, you never complain about anything else, really. Well, how many times have I come into our bedroom and you've oh. got the dog on the bed, on my side of the bed? You're well, she can't go. I'm on my like, side. I yeah, can't go. On my, uh, she can't go on my are, side. The blankets are down. She's on the sheets, on my pillow, on her back, and I don't know what else. I think so. since the kids have left for college and law school and they're all gone... Right. I just, she's so yummy. Like and then it's I got to so, pick her up and put her. And up we the never let her sleep on the bed. But then you're downstairs, and you probably fell asleep, yeah. and watching something down there. And she's so yummy. And yeah, that yeah, you're right. I, I got to start putting her on your side. Okay, so go ahead. I'm ready. You're gonna let me know. Uh, okay. Some of the various and sundry things that make you insane. Okay. 
when we got married, I asked you to stop leaving the toilet seat up, that the natural position of a toilet seat what? is down. Uh-huh. Because otherwise, women fall into the toilet. Right. And once we had daughters, you became religious about yeah. it. Because it really doesn't matter how many times Marilyn falls into the toilet. You were not going to have... That first time a two-year-old fell into the toilet, oh, you I was got... healed. You were healed. Yeah. And now that the kids are gone... Yeah, what do I have to worry about? <laughs> so you're saying there have been a couple of lapses there? Is that yeah, it? but All right. truly, truly, and this may be a little too sensitive, but you have uh -oh. a nasty habit. Are you nervous? No. You should be. You have a nasty <laughs> habit of when I ask you to do something, saying, sure, and you just right. keep reading or doing what you're doing. Oh, and then man. you'll, and then I have the added stress of having to remember yeah. to remind you. Well, that, that first time is just a suggestion to me. That's not really a request. Is it? Okay? You know, sometimes, a, you'll, sometimes you'll say what? What's your favorite I could thing? Say, uh, suggestion noted. Right? That or, or uh, what? I have one of my best uh, guys on it. I say that a lot. And then what do I say? Guys. Get a better one. Exactly. That's going to do it, folks. Tune in tomorrow for Judge Million and me. We'll see you next time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.